I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is the T-Row and Funky Show brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. And Dalla Mermats. Tommy, what's going on? Um, we got a special guest coming on later tonight, Frank Papalizio, but I think we have quite a bit to talk about before then. Yeah, man, I'm hanging in, eating a little pretzel action, you know? <laughs> we do we do things real real high-scale, high-brow podcast right here, so... Nice. I'm rock, man. We got plenty of good stuff to talk about, both in the past, this past weekend, as well as upcoming. Um, well, I mean, I, I think the hot topic is these national duels matchups. I just saw... Uh, I saw and retweeted a tweet from Kale Sanderson about it. Do you just want you want to get going on that or what? Or should we talk about last weekend first? Well, we ended up going to Iran, so that's a big deal. They're there currently. Let's that out, yeah. They, they're there. All the guys ended up going, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes this week. I yeah. I mean, I think obviously everything will end well, but like I said, I I would not have been going. But right. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, they're there. Hopefully they do well. That should be a good tournament. Um, but I, I think the big story today, at least for me, is NWCA dropping the ball again, and Iowa being chicken. So if, if you remember last year, um, Iowa refused to wrestle Virginia Tech. They actually oh, ended up wrestling. Oh, yeah. What? Big deal. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Right? I'm in, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm following you. I'm ready to talk about this nice. stuff. Nice. Okay, so... so uh, dresser cut probably as good of a promo as is cut in um, in in amateur wrestling, and, it's, and you know he did, he called him a pussy a whole bunch of times, right? But he said he <laughs> wouldn't actually say the word; he would just say oranges, right? Which for me, I, I don't see the difference. If you're going to call someone something, you might as well just say the word instead of just saying oranges when when yeah. he, you know what he's referencing over and over and over again, right? Right. So so they do it once. They, Iowa says, "I'm not wrestling Virginia Tech." Obviously, there's there's some bad blood there, but then Iowa somehow this year, so, so they're number two. So if for those for our listeners who don't know, what's supposed to happen is you get number one through eight in the Big Ten. They wrestle one through eight in the in the non Big Ten schools, but you have to be a conference champion, right? So that's why hence Missouri is not in it this year because they they lost freaking conference to UNI. Um, so the top eight, so they rank the eight non non Big Ten champions. Um, so one, the, the the essentially bowl championship match is Penn State versus Oklahoma State, which will happen this Sunday. Iowa, who is number two, should be slated to face off with number five Virginia Tech, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So on the non Big Ten side. On the non-Big Ten side, here's who you have, and these are all conference champions. Um, at least that's my understanding of the situation. You have number one, Oklahoma State, number five, Virginia Tech, number seven, NC State, number eight, Cornell, number 11, Lehigh, number 17, SDSU, number 20, App State, and number 24, uh, Edinburgh. So, essentially, Iowa, who is the number two on the Big Ten side, is wrestling the number 20, uh, is wrestling the number eight, 24th rank Edinburgh. How does that happen? I don't know. And you know, one, we know why Iowa's not wrestling Virginia Tech. That's that's one conversation. You know, why why, why would you, you know why? I don't know the exact story. People are saying the brands are spiteful and there's something with the you know, when Terry was at Virginia Tech. I'm sorry, well, Tom. So, um, but I, I don't know the full story. Well, I so. have it on pretty good authority. That when Tom Brands took the job at Iowa, he left Virginia Tech. Yep. And, you know, there was mass exodus with Morningstar, Slayton, Metcalf. I think there was uh, another. Borschel. They all transferred. Correct. And Virginia Tech did not release them. Okay. Now, I don't know if that was the administration's decision or Dresser's decision or both. 
But that created uh, significant bad blood for the brand, for Tom Brands with Virginia Tech. And out of principle alone, he has refused to wrestle them for that reason and that reason only. That's what I hear. Really? That's what I hear. Because, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know what to think of that, but... By the way, Virginia Tech... That almost have... sounds... You want to hear another story that kind of sounds like? Someone from the Harvey Twisters... So Illinois actually does this really cool thing where they do a youth dual state tournament, um, which I, and I think is a fantastic idea. I'm actually trying to maybe do something like that in Wisconsin. Harvey Twisters do not compete in it, right? right. And so one time I asked the guy why he said... And he said, I don't remember the exact year, but it was... He said... Heck, in 1988, we got screwed by the ref, and we haven't went back since. And wow. I'm like, dude, it's 2016. Like, what that? What? What do you mean? And he's right. like, nope, we ain't going back. Wrestler's uh, pride, baby. Wrestler's pride. I mean, it's always there. Good lord. So, but how does Iowa? Okay, first of all, I mean, you got a couple issues here, right, Tommy? You got number one. Um, this plan is put into place, and then and the brands just say, well, we're not doing that, right? That's, well. That would right. be your first issue. Because That's the first issue. If we all, it's it's like it's the same issue I have with people who don't make weight and and other things in fighting when they use PEDs, right? Because it's like we signed a contract. It said we're going to do this at this weight at this time, and we won't use PEDs, right? Right. So more than just using or more than just missing weight, it's the fact that you're not you're not holding true to your word. You signed to do something. You need to do it, right? Right. Um, and that's you know that's what I feel about, about this. So I mean I essentially think the bowl championship thing should just be scrapped now, because if if they can't get these guys you know if the inmates are running the asylum and they can't get the guys to do what they said they would do, why even do it right? No, I'm with you, and, and you know it's kind of like if I if I was the NWCA and Iowa did what they did last year, I was like okay fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. So it's like if you're going to let them come back, you you know, I would think that there was a conversation that was had with Iowa that if this happens again, you've got to assure me. You've got to assure me that you won't do it. If not, I'll just kick, I'll keep you out of it. Mm-hmm. And if, if that due diligence or that conversation wasn't the type of stuff that happened, then, you know, I got, I got problems with how the NWCA wants to protect the – the integrity of the event that they're, you know... I mean, governing. essentially, there is no integrity of the event, right? No. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, and so when you look at... And if you look at these the rankings that I read off to you um, a second ago... So, uh, number one, Oklahoma State is versus number two, Penn State. That's going to happen. That's sealed, right? Right. Well, number five, Virginia Tech is supposed to face off with Iowa. They don't want to do it. Well, if you go below them, right? So maybe Iowa drops down to the next team. Iowa has not wrestled North Carolina State. They have not wrestled Cornell. They have not wrestled Lehigh, and they haven't wrestled App State. So there's four teams that are ranked above Edinburgh that they could mix it up with that they're not doing it. And why wouldn't they just go right right to the next rank below, which is I, NC State at yeah, seven? I, I, have, I have absolutely no idea. So, you know, in my, in my mind, it's like, okay, Iowa has taken this fundamental position. It's a weird position that they've taken. And then adding to that, you know, the NWC is allowing them to do it. That's that's situation number one. You and I got the same type of beat with that. Situation number two is, okay, so we're going to deal with that. For whatever reason, you're going to deal with that. That would lend me to believe that NC State should go up and wrestle Iowa and Virginia Tech should go down and wrestle Ohio State. Okay, so it's all all away for the Big Ten this year. Okay, so. They're all away matchups. So either way, same thing. Still, still the same thing, though, right? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And then Cornell, Nebraska, Lehigh, Rutgers, South Dakota State, Michigan, App State, Indiana, and then Edinburgh at the bottom at number eight versus Purdue. Yeah, that's to me what it should be. Yeah, and, and I don't obviously I don't have all of these teams' schedules memorized, but. Um, you know, when you don't have Iowa going against most of the teams on the list, I mean, they have one of the easiest schedules in, in NCAA wrestling right now. But uh, I don't want to belittle Edinburgh. I love Tim Flynn. I think he does a fantastic job. Dude, he's awesome, yeah. But but that being said, when I look over their lineup, them versus Iowa just isn't that competitive. It's not. I don't – I mean, I, their, their best guys are 25. He's not going to beat him. 
49, that's not a good matchup. Um, 65, okay, they'll probably win that one. But, I mean, they, they're probably going to win one match. Right. Like, what is exciting about that? You know, I mean, the, the, isn't the great part about competition is you can win or you can lose. And when you're just giving yourself the matchup that you want, I, I, man, I, I have an issue with this. I don't know. I wish I wish there would be some kind of explanation from, number one, the NWCA, number two, Tom Brands, on why these decisions were made. You want to try to get Brands on the show? I'm not, I'm, I'm not against the issue. I think it would be a great, great podcast. Okay, let's work on it. Are you on text though? Uh, let's see. But the NWCA did not, I mean, I, I was looking today and I didn't see a statement. I saw they they, were, they announced these matchups, right? But um, they did not, uh, they did not put a statement out as to why the matches were done the way they were done. Just bizarre to me that it would happen twice. Bizarre that the reaction would be to, Bump into your point. I mean, I love Tim Flynn, but you know they are they they shouldn't be up at Iowa. It should be NC State, you know, or or somebody like that. Just just a lot of inconsistencies, some some bureaucratic, you know, behind the curtain discussions that we're having that us simple folks can't follow and can't follow the logic to it. So you lose interest. Is what happens. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean. Hundred percent. And. You know, I mean, college football is able to do it in a way that is debatable, but never, but never, um, you know, backdoor arrangements. Uh, basketball, same way. And so I feel like we got a little and, bit. And, and the other thing here, Tommy, that they're all missing is obviously, I, why can Iowa do what they want to do? Because they have the marketing power, right? NWCA wants Iowa because Iowa draws big. That being said, they draw bigly. Bigly, I I'm, I don't want to watch Iowa versus Edinburgh. Like I said, I don't think it's competitive. Right. I'd probably turn on Iowa versus Virginia Tech. I'd probably turn on Iowa versus NC State. I'd probably turn on Iowa versus Cornell. There's some good matchups in all of those duels. Um, man, Iowa versus Edinburgh. Man, that that doesn't get me excited. It re- it really right. doesn't. So if you want to say, you know, if you want to do the UFC model and not put the put the best guys on there and you just want to um, you know pick the matchups then at least make it the most marketable ones right right yeah it's uh, it's pretty darn deliberate if you ask me you know what I mean yeah so um, all right what do you want to go to next well we've Turn, got a events track. last weekend or what let's do a little I don't bit want of a- to talk about Missouri they freaking suck all right, they lost. It was bad. They it lost. Bad. Kudos to Doug Schwab, though. He keeps he keeps chipping away. That program gets a little bit better every year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I don't know. I think they get a little better every year. You just aren't they had they had a good weekend. We'll see. We'll we'll see how they turn out at nationals. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a little salty. Let's just leave. Hey, that. Uh, my guys bounced back. Had a decent weekend. Had um, so I, I'll, I'll give you some congrats on calling that Mymar. Um, that that's a huge. His win over Tim Dudley was uh, that's a big win. That obviously gets him back on track. Uh, you know, if he can do it again, I think if he can, I'm not gonna. He ain't gonna beat Bo Nickel, but if he could finish second at the Big Tens, um, if he could beat Brooks and he can beat, uh, I'm like, who do you start? Who do, oh Dudley. You know, he's probably going to be a two or three seed at Nationals. And then that's, I think, that's a big I think deal. Be, I think he can be both. So he'll probably be the three seed at the Big Tens, correct? Yeah, I think it'll be him and Dudley at two, three, and then Brooks at four. Yeah. That's I that, think, that. you know, I don't know. There, There's some details there. Well, because Nichols beat them all. You could argue that right? Martin, Nichols Martin, beat them all, yeah, everybody. You could argue that Martin will be the four. Well, and then and those other three have went uh, one and one with each other, correct? And, yeah, and I bet Miles Martin's outside record is the worst. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, you right. could argue that he will get the four. Yeah, he might get. So I mean, that that's going to hurt him obviously if he doesn't get that two or three. That that puts him in a significant competitive disadvantage. So Mymar's got uh, Gabe Dean this coming weekend. Who are you taking? Oh, he does. Oh my God, I was so focused on this Iowa thing, I didn't really look through the other ones too much. So what do you think the score will be? I know who you're taking, but what do you think I'll the score will be? I'll take Gabe Dean, duh. Score. 
Uh, 11-4. I'm going 7-4. to four. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that, that would be pretty competitive. I, I just don't see it being that close. I think, I think uh, and I think, I think seven to four, see you in March, and people are going to be saying, my Mars hot to trot right now. Hot what, to trot. Yeah. Okay. Like seven to four, see you in March. Maybe I can pull it off then. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and the other thing that I think, you know, I don't know if this weekend solidified it, but. Um, I, you know, we got talked about Montoya beating Clark. Um, man, well, yeah, I, I totally feel, Clark, you got. Um, so I, I was gonna say, I feel like Tomasello's kind of man. He's kind of far out in front of everybody, right? It's Tomasello then everybody else. Yeah, and I, I even told Nate Tomasello last week. I, I saw him in the house state wrestling room. I said, Nate, I got to be honest. I was a little nervous about you going thirty three, and boy, am I happy to be wrong. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's awesome. I just get to focus on wrestling and all this stuff. So he seemed to be in good spirits. And uh, he seemed happy, focused, ready to rock. So, yeah, he's he's kind of separated himself right now, in my opinion. He, he, he definitely has. Um, so uh, who did he beat? He beat Mitch McKee this weekend, and he beat Montoya. What was the score? 7-4? 8-4? I didn't get to see it, but, yeah, that's about what the score was. And, and I heard it was close, but not in a way that makes you feel like Montoya is going to win next match or what have you. Yeah. So – um, so that man, Tomasello is, I think, is clear, far and away the number one guy uh, at at that weight. That, that's pretty impressive because you know going into, into this year, like you said, I thought I thought he would do fine, but I thought he would struggle more than he has because he, yep. he hasn't he hasn't struggled at all. I mean, what I guess uh, uh, Mitchick is probably his closest match, two nothing. Right? Is there some, or is there one I'm forgetting? Mitchick was the closest. Mitchick. Okay, so and you got Chenzo Joseph, who I thought did good with Imar five to two. That's a close match. Solid, yeah. He he did, he really did that, and that, that weight's going to be awesome at the Big Tens because then you also have um uh oh my god I'm I'm forgetting names who we got from uh, one sixty five from Michigan. He had a brother. Oh, Logan Massa takes out Isaiah Isaac Jordan. Jordan, yeah. So that's uh that was a big win. Uh, I, obviously, we, you remember we talked about the first Jordan, one. Last his only loss this year is uh, Imar, right? By one takedown and nothing? No, he remember he lost to Isaac Jordan in the finals of uh, Vegas. But it was a good match. Remember we talked about it? And he, he actually rode Isaac for a while and, and he got away. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it left you with the impression that the next time they wrestled, he was going to get him. Obviously, he does, you know, this time he does, he does come through and he does get it. And Isaac had a little comeback there at the end. But. Massa's good. He's really good. And honestly, I was kind of hoping that these guys would just keep, keep giving each other the losses, which would put Daniel Lewis up to the number two because his only previous loss this year was Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Martinez and then Chandler Rogers, and who, who he eventually lost to. But then he went and lost to the Northern Iowa kid. Um, so that, that's definitely going to hurt him seating-wise when, when we come to the NCAA tournament. Right, right. But so th- those four right there. Um, Jordan, Martinez, Massa, and Joseph. That that makes a pretty gnarly top four at the Big Tens. You know one thing that we have overlooked this year, I think, as a wrestling community? What? I'm excited. Dean Heil is the reigning national champion. But he co- can't beat anyone by more than a point. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> not, but it's just weird. Like, I agree. He, he He's done a lot to deserve the lack of fanfare. And I get it. I really get it because being exciting is a part of being known. But you think about it, dude. Reigning national champion, undefeated. I mean, he's putting together a heck of a resume. I mean, this is impressive stuff. It's, so you know it's, I mean? it's not even it's not even that he's not exciting um, to me, right? I, I can get I can definitely get over that fact. And he's not as boring as some guys to me, right? right. For me, what what is like. What shakes me is he can't like, – like he beat Jaden Ironman 8-6, right? Who did he just wrestle? He beat him 7-5. It's like he literally has close matches with everybody. And he and it's like, not it's like – It's not a dominant – you know, there could be a dominant 5-2 or a dominant 6-2. exactly what I was getting at. You know who was kind of like that? Uh, you know, he was actually dominant as well. But you remember Koscheck? I'm sure you remember him. Yeah, of course. But like he would beat dudes 4 to nothing sometimes and it's like – 
that was the worst four to nothing defeat. I've, I mean, it was just complete and total domination. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. Dean Heil, to your point, not only are they close wins, but they're not dominant. You can see the other guy winning every time he walks out there. You're like, I can see the it's other guy. So, it's so bizarre, right? It is bizarre. But he's the defending national champion, and he's undefeated. Yeah. It, to, to me, it, it is so freaking bizarre because – Usually, when you have somebody who wrestles consistent close matches like that, that's a terrible way to wrestle because you're always going to lose one or two of them. Right. But this guy doesn't lose. You know who, who a guy like that was? Um, obviously, you, you remember. Uh, Alex Tirapelli. Oh, my gosh. You were going to say Adam? Adam. I said, <laughs> well, we were thinking the same family without saying it. That's pretty. Well, Adam, Adam got a title, and um, he was exactly like that. Every match was close. A lot of a lot of five to twos and three to twos. You know what I mean? But you know, he, I, I am sure, and I know with Alex, um, he lost some matches because he always wrestled them so tight. But I remember he was there was a, there was a little bit there where he was on a streak where he won like a whole bunch of overtime, double overtime matches in a row. Right, right. And it was like how how can he keep winning? And then obviously it came back to bite him in the end. But for Dean Heil, it has it, it just blows my mind that it has it came back to bite him. Yeah, bit. Now to be fair, his Oklahoma State has a decent schedule, but his competition schedule has been a little light. He's got the win over DiCamillo. Who else has he wrestled? Oh, no, he's wrestled a lot of people. I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, obviously the scuffle he wrestled. Who McKenna and and Decam? Um, McKenna at the scuffle. Who do you have in the finals? Decamillo. No, he had Decamillo in semis. Huh. Well, um, but yeah, to your point, I- I'm bringing it up. It's going to take me a second to get there. Uh, well, Minnesota, he wrestled nobody. Oklahoma, nobody. Pittsburgh, nobody. Cornell, nobody. Well, you might be right here, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa, not very good. Uh, West Virginia, not very good. South Dakota State. We're talking about the 141 pounders, obviously. Um, so then he beats Jaden Clayton in a close match. Um, he just wrestled the Oklahoma guy. Who, that guy's not very good at all in a close match. Oh, he he beat um, – who's the Wyoming kid? Bryce Meredith. He just beat him 7-5. Yeah, beat him 7-5. Uh, He's wrestled Ironman, Meredith, Ward, DiCamillo, yeah, he's wrestled four of the top ten. He's had a pretty good schedule. So yeah, it's not not totally weak, uh, but not the strongest either. Who right. do, do we did we figure out who he wrestled in the finals of the scuffle? Because I'm going to bring it up here. No. Okay, hold I on. Decamillo. I thought Decam was the semis. Okay, I, I got it. Give me a second here. Yep, Decam was the semis. Okay, so <laughs> this proves our point so dramatically, Tommy. Right here, I'm on the scuffle. He beats some scrub first round, seventeen to one. Okay, then he wins three to two over AC Headley. He wins two to one over Tommy Thorne. He wins three to one over DiCamillo, who almost had that last second takedown, if you remember. And then he wins three to one over Joey Ward. So yeah, so it proves our point. He's earned the um, underwhelming fanfare. He's earned it, but he's also earned what we're saying now. That we have a reigning national champion that is undefeated. If he makes it through the year and wins again, it's kind of like, well, that's just what Dean Heil does. I mean, you know? how do you wrestle that many freaking close matches? It's just like, the, it, it's bizarre. And I mean, to your point, they're not dominant. No, they're not. He gives up takedowns. I mean, wow. It's yeah. impressive. I mean, he's got a, a knack for winning, I guess. A knack for winning. That's because he's from Ohio. Yeah, he beats Mike Longo five to three at the Bedlam. I never even heard of Mike Longo. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, so we got a couple more minutes till Frank calls in. Uh, let's go over my favorite moment of the weekend. I don't think I don't think we've gotten everything, but let's favorite moment of the weekend. Montoya. So he he, he loses to Thomasello on Friday. He comes back on Sunday. He upsets Corey Clark with with my well. Probably my second favorite move is the Peterson. My first favorite move is is the cradle. Um, so my he hits my second favorite move of Peterson and Corey Clark beats him, and then he's taunting he's taunting the crowd, and then he he does the old throat slasher at the crowd. I thought it was freaking awesome. Uh, is there a video of this? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I should have forwarded you a link. <laughs> I, there's a little highlight clip of it. I watched it again tonight because I wanted to laugh about it. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was really good. And, so uh, how did he beat Corey Clark? So I believe the final score was 9-6. to six. He had, he had, uh, what if you bank in- Whoa, he was losing, um, are you, are you watching it now? I'm trying to, but it's probably getting too annoying. You got to turn the volume off there, Tommy. Um, I know, but the volume off, I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, turn the volume of the video off. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, he hits a Peterson in third period, gets six points. He wins 9-6. Uh, I think he got reversed late. And and then, like I say, taunts the crowd, gives him the throat slash. That's freaking awesome. You're the man, Eric Montoya. Uh, and man, that and how, how hurt do you think Clark is? I see him with the with the shoulder wrap on. Yeah, he's got the shoulder thing. He's got the hand taped. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe bad. Uh, you know, I'm I have absolutely no idea. Uh, right. But man, that that's hurting Iowa because you know when you're coming into this year, you said they got two finalists for sure, right? Right off the bat, right? Right. You got Clark and you got Gilman. They're both making the finals, and now Clark has lost to Cade Brock. Clark is, uh, he's ducked Tomasello. He's lost to Montoya. Um, ducked? You're such an Iowa, just, you hate Iowa. Well, I mean, Miles Martin ducked Brooks the other night, right? No, Miles Martin wrestled Brooks. Um, who didn't he wrestle? Oh, du- he didn't wrestle Dudley, correct? Miles wrestled Dudley. On Friday night? Oh, yeah, he did. We just talked about that. Duh. Did Miles duck anybody? Who, who am I trying to think of right now? No, he's not ducking anybody. Uh, he's ducking Both. somebody. I don't know who he's ducking, but he's ducking somebody. <laughs> I'm watching these Montoya highlights, man. He seemed like he was in control of the match. Oh, he hit that Peterson. You love it. Look at you. I love the Peterson. That's that's my second favorite move of all time. Um, hey, the other thing is, uh, Jose Rodriguez kind of got uh, his uh, swagger back somehow, right? Oh, yeah. Jose Rodriguez ducked Gilman. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was probably a smart decision. Here, here we coaches. go. I'm are, checking. Are, are you seeing the throat slash yet? Oh, I'm watching it. He's slashing it. He's walking around, throat slash. And then and the, it was really funny because the coaches didn't even yell at him. They were just so Coaches loved up. it. They but, loved I mean, the, uh, the, coach, the Iowa coach love it when Gilman, you know, is going up into yeah. the top. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like, hey, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, 100%. I'm uh, getting excited, man. It's that time of year, Ben. It's where the it's where it the is. men get separated from the boys. You know what I mean? Yep. We have our sectional tournament this weekend in Wisconsin, the state tournament. And that's the level I'm coaching at. So, obviously, I'm, I'm excited about that, too. Um, hey, so Frank's probably calling. He's supposed to be calling it right now. So, we're going to get him any second here. Um, the other huge match in that duel was the Kemmerer-Burger rematch from – oh, there's Frank. Hold on. Let me bring him in. All right, Tommy, and, and we have the legendary Frank Papalizio. I, I saw Frank pa post a, a old picture, some some song guy. I, I don't know. I don't know music very well this morning. And Frank, that chin was uh, that chin was amazing. That chin, it, it defines me. And there's only one other person that can even give me a run for the money, and that's you. Boom. That, that's what I'm talking about. The the Chin Brothers. So. Hey, um, Frank, let's talk I about... I remember your shirt, Ben, when you said you wanted to put the chin in China. I know, but that, I, I, didn't, like I didn't put the Good chin shirt. in China that well. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, um, oh, hey, so, Frank, before we get into your stuff, we, we were talking about this NWCA stuff. Uh, I don't, did, you, did you look at it at all today? A little bit. Um, I followed it a little bit because my brother's yep. team... Um, is involved, so I got to uh, take a peek at that, see who he was going to roll with, and it uh, looks like it's Michigan. Yeah, so so you're uh, uh, you promote events just about as good as anyone does in for wrestling in the United States. So, what is your take on Iowa again refusing to wrestle Virginia Tech? What's your take on that? Well, first of all, I don't know if they're refusing. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not privy to that. I don't know what. The situation was. I don't know who Frank, is in charge. When did you of turn the into a politician? <laughs> I'm not. I really, literally, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the the deal is. I don't know 
if it's written out that if you finish here, you have to wrestle these guys. Yeah, or, that, that is how it's you know, written out. That, that is how it's written out. And they said the only exception is if there's teams that have already wrestled, they can flip-flop a couple spaces. But as, as Tommy and I went over uh, earlier, it, it's the, obviously it's the Big Ten versus not Big Ten. Iowa is the, they're the number two team. And they're wrestling Edinburgh, who's the number eight ranked non-Big Ten team. Um, so that that's quite the discrepancy going from two to eight. Yeah, but and then you could I guess you could argue how come they're not wrestling Cornell. Yeah. You know, which is which is um you know, uh not not the same uh, not in the ACC. I mean, so I don't know what the I don't know if there's um wiggle room to that or not. I I I was trying to um actually find that out. Uh, earlier today, but I didn't get an answer. So yeah. hopefully I'll get a little more educated on it. It would be a good match, I think. You know, I think that would be, um, uh, obviously, it would be a lot of uh, hype behind it. But sure, whoever's involved, um, obviously there's there's reason behind the, the way they went. So I'll leave it up. I'll leave it up to them. But as a promoter, obviously, I would I would want the one that carries the most hype. That's just my uh, that's just my take on it. Yeah. So definitely. Frank, let's assume let's let's assume let's assume that um, last year, you know, Iowa chose not to wrestle Tech for you know reasons that are not completely clear, but we all have our presumptions. And you put you put Iowa back in the event this year, and let's presume that Iowa chose. They said again, again for the second time in a row, we're not wrestling Tech uh, for reasons that don't need to be discussed. We're just we're just not wrestling Tech for the second time. As a promoter, do you have Iowa back for the third year, or do you say, "Hey guys, you gotta, you know, you're not you're not willing to toe the line. You're trying to define the parameters of the event, and you're going to sit the bench here this year." Well, how would you handle that, given the marketing power and the promotional power behind Iowa wrestling? Yeah, I mean, well, i've I've learned I've learned not never to judge brands. I don't I don't judge them. I I think those guys. They have a reason for what they're doing or what they do or what they don't do, and I don't know if they right. they're involved in the decision making in this. But I've known them long enough where they, you know, they they do what they do, and there's reasoning behind it. Now, whether that is um, agreeable to everybody or not, I don't know. All I know is that Correct. the highest numbers I've ever had in an event are tied into Iowa. Sure, and, that, and that's why they're that's why they're kind of bullying their way around a little bit. But we'll we'll let you off the hot seat on that topic. Um, so the the real reason we brought you on on the show was um, <laughs> I guess that was it, it is what it is. I, mean, I, I don't. I'm not trying to skirt around anything. I just I don't know enough about it to judge what. what well, I actually I actually think your comment, Frank, was really profound because it's just the truth. It's like. You know, when you're in the business of wrestling, which I wish more people were in the business of wrestling, it's like, you know, I'm going to talk out of both ends here, Ben, because we were just kind of chopping down on Iowa, not willing to participate. But if you were in the business of wrestling, if you were a promoter or an event management type of entity, whether it be profit or nonprofit, you know, you remove Iowa from from the nucleus of an event. You know, it's 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 more than just one team. It's almost you know, it, it really diminishes what it could be because of the Iowa following. So, I mean, it, it's a tough, it's a tough situation to be in if you're in the MWCA's seat. And let's presume that they chose to not wrestle Tech again. You know, it's 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 a lot easier said than done to just you know sit on their your moral high ground and be like, hey, you guys are sitting the bench next year. But you know, when they can pack a gym, when they when they're involved, things things are different from a from a promotional perspective. I would say, yeah. So, I mean, the, the double standard still is, is too much for me to handle, especially when, yeah, from what my understanding is, the coaches all agreed on a set of standards that they were going to participate in before the season started, right? Um, so th- that that is kind of, that's hard for me to swallow. Um, right. But let's let Frank off the hot seat. Frank, let's talk about your journeyman classic. Um, I, I was trying okay. to tell Tommy about this, but obviously you're going to give a lot better description than I am. Um, you, you obviously now, I believe, have three or four 
kind of big tournaments that you do, maybe even more than that. Maybe I'm underestimating. Uh, but I would say, in my opinion, th- this is the coolest one. I don't think anyone's ever done anything like this. Uh, you're bringing it in wrestlers from like 19 different countries or something to do a freestyle training camp and tournament uh, in April. Is that correct? That's correct. So give, give us the give and us the dirty on it. Yeah. So training camp will be April 17th through the 22nd. I know we get into conversations that it, it, it may be better served elsewhere, but... It, it um, is expensive to get first, to upstate New York. <laughs> and time when you live in, you invent, you live in Wisconsin, <laughs> When you live in Wisconsin, it may be, but um, look, the truth is we got, <laughs> we got some of the, the best guys in the world that are coming coming here for it and and i'm you know secondarily secondarily i i want to promote my own community and i think it's um you know i gotta do it where i live so that being said um we got russia's bringing their top guys the top the top well so what age because you know the russians always lie about their age yeah, maybe that's true. I don't think it is, but oh, that come that, on, um, that's factual. You you never I heard that? I mean, well, look, I I will say that their their heavyweight that they brought last year, he looked like um, probably a little older than my dad. He was supposedly seventeen, and he actually wrestled in the Cadet World Finals, and Stevenson beat him. Oh, uh, wow, I believe wow. that was the, the whatever whatever the weight that Stevenson wrestled at. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the that was the guy, and man, he looked he looked uh, he didn't look seventeen. I can tell you that. Not that. <laughs> any event that, that leads to some truth to your your statement there. Uh, um, hmm. But in any event, so there it's supposed to be eighteen and below. That's uh, we're we're trying to basically mirror high school age. Yeah, um, you know, grades, that kind of thing. But uh, they're going to be the lead team, you know, other than the United States. Um, and then we have Kazakhstan bringing eleven guys. Kyrgyzstan will have nine. Wow. Then we have um, we have a whole bunch of European teams. We have Italy, France, Hungary, Austria, Greece, and. Even have some African teams, what? Uh, Congo and Gambia are coming Come on. for it as well. Yeah, how did you pull that one off, Frank? You know, it's it's like anything when you start when you start something uh, a little slow going, and then the next year it picks up a little momentum, and then when certain countries see other countries going, and I I think that's Part of what I do best is try to educate the other people. Hey, look, we got these guys coming on board. Why don't you get on board? And then it kind of picks up steam. And we get we we did a pretty good job of it this year. As a matter of fact, I have other countries that want to come in, and I'm I'm at capacity. I can't do it. Uh, wow, good problem to have. It, right now, it's uh, you know, I'm I'm a little. I just get a little bit uh, nervous that we got to be able to make sure everything's smooth and run right. Uh, it's not so much the tournament that becomes uh, the concern. It's it's more of the, the training camp because there's a lot of different, you know, I guess facets going on there, gears moving. It's a lot of moving parts. And I, I use the equivalent to a ship. You know, once that ship gets moving, it's hard to turn it on a dime. And a lot of these guys are going to want certain things, um, and they want it now, want it quick. And it just you gotta gotta make sure that we have enough people um, assigned to each country so that it, it moves. Right. So you, you're you're I mean um, you're housing the athletes with other families in the area, or is there a dormitory no. or? How's it going yeah, now? I'm I'm putting them. I'm actually putting them up in hotels. I've got a good deal on some hotels. Um, we're feeding them. I have a, 
you know, a private entity that's doing the food. And then we're, we're at our, uh, uh, wall to wall mats for these guys that will be down and we'll be practicing twice a day minus one of the days where they're going down to New York city for some leisure. Oh, I forgot. So, so Frank, yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, what what does the American contingent look like? How many commitments do you have from from the American side of top level talent that will be involved in this? Well, we got um, we we have a couple things that are going on on that. So on the twenty on the twenty second, it's going to be an individual tournament, and we'll get guys from everywhere. I mean, they're. Right now, they're they're coming in from uh, uh, just tonight. The entire Canadian World Team has been registering, so it's wow. kind of like going on. But that doesn't speak to your question. Uh, we got guys coming in from all over the place. I just got a text message from somebody that won Fargo. I forget the name; name escapes me. But they they're they're looking to get in, um, and it'll as the the state tournaments come to an end and we get closer to the event, I'll start getting hammered with uh Right. Now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, I was a, if I was a top level, if I was a top level um, youth kid living on the eastern seaboard or east, east of the Mississippi, for that matter, I mean, it seems like the type of event you'd want to go to if you have freestyle ambitions. You know what I mean? Well, remember this. On the, on the next day, the 23rd, we're having duels. So right. we know that we got commitments from uh, McHenry, Yakmahalas, Pat Glory, Bravo Young, Arusha, Yanni, Yakmahalas, Sasso, Ramirez. Um, well, there you have it. Uh, there you have Whitley, it. Yeah. yeah. DePrez, Warner. You know, so these the top one, two guys that's in the cadet age group, they're, they're coming in. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Frank, and, uh, I know we so, talked on the phone. I was for asking you about the, uh, the duels. I thought they were a good idea. Have you uh, – so what is the format of the duels on Sunday going to be? Is it going to be a U.S. versus foreign countries? Um, How is it going to go down on Sunday? Yeah, we're still working through that. Um, I'm working in tandem with Zach Esposito. He's been kind of one of the coaches assigned to, to the – the dual segment of this, or actually I should say the entire process since he was the cadet coach or is the cadet coach um, for USA. And so we've tied him in and that should prove to be, you know, prove to do a lot of good things because he has relationships with these guys and they'll probably um, follow his lead in, in doing this. But that being said, we haven't put, all the pieces together of who's going to wrestle who with the duels. Um, but it's, there'll be national teams. It'll be, you know, United States, you know, we'll have pools basically. And then will they be random the drawn like the UWW world cup? <laughs> no, I think, uh, <laughs> I, heard, I heard that Frank, I heard that Frank was behind Dina Lalovic's uh, promotional video. I heard that Frank was the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh, I like, uh, I like the fact that we got some competition, huh? Over in Iran. <laughs> exactly. 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 Did yeah. you? Uh, I, I would say Russia will be Russia will be in the other pool when it comes to this. Uh, that's the whole point of it. So you're gonna put. Well, like, you know, I think, you're gonna I put think, pool I think it's a. a lot different though. Go ahead, Tommy. Go ahead. I just think it's a lot different. I just think it's a lot different though. As a as a promoter, an event type of type of deal, just to just to say it instead of pretend that it's random. Just say, hey, we want America yeah. to be successful so that we can have an American final and draw the crowd and have a climactic crescendo type of event where it's USA versus somebody at 6 p.m. on a Sunday and everyone's yeah. going crazy and waving the American flag. It's fine to say that. What, what what's weird to me and what I find to be disingenuine is to say. Here we go, and you know uh, Russia is in Pool A, and it's like insulting my intelligence. That's the part that I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 
I'm I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm I'm going to separate Russia and the United States and have a final. That so is, it's going to be like Ru- pool A, Russia, Iran, Cuba, Turkey, and pool B is going to be U.S., Gambia, Congo, <laughs> and Canada, and Italy, and, and Italy. Italy. You got to put Italy in there. Italy. We're gonna. Well, you know what? Believe it or not, we're going to make like a. Um, the European team, and they'll be pretty tough. Oh, okay. Yeah, that won't be bad. Yeah, Greece has got a, a, a world medalist on their team, and the Italians got a couple European medalists. Um, so, I mean, you got Hungary's got a world medalist. Okay, bringing. okay. Um, Greece has got a world medalist they're bringing. So, I mean, you start you start pu- pumping them in there. Um, these guys are they're competitive. They're not – nobody's really a joke. They're all national team guys. So – they just have a lot of experience, a lot. I mean, right. it's, uh, it's just uh, it's good stuff. I mean, Lithuania isn't really known for its wrestling, right? I mean, people joke right. all the time. Last year we had Lithuanians, and, and they're like, oh, they're bringing their basketball team. Well, they had one guy that was third in the European championships. He was he was tougher than nails. I mean, he was super right, tough. Right, right. Um, their coach that the Renatus uh, guy's first name – the guy that came along with them, he was spectacular. Learned a lot from him. Um, so, you know, there's all – everyone's got an opinion about something, but I, I'm, I was a believer, you know, when these guys left, it was a, it was a really great experience. And I think we're going to – we're really going to compound it this year. It's, uh, it's going to a whole different level. So for the, for the training camp, are you going to have someone specifically assigned to coaching all the sessions, or will, will it be split? You know, the Russia coach is going to coach this this uh, session, Kazakhstan is going to coach this session, and so on and so forth. Or we'll is we'll there... try, we'll try, but I'm learning I'm learning the culture of training uh, international training camps fast and furious. What happens is everyone gets shy, um, and they're not really uh, shy to being okay. Yeah, 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 and and they don't they don't want to show their cards very much. And mm. what the new norm is over there is that they they do competition first, and then they do a training camp afterwards. And that may be oh, okay. more relaxed after that, and they're they're more apt to show things. So I think um, right now, Michele Liuzzi from Italy, who who's a spectacular coach. Um, and he, he's, uh, he's going to be doing a lot of the, the sessions. He'll do that, but then he ties in the other guys, uh, other countries and they respect him. So they listen, but they're still tight to the best. No doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so next year you're doing the, the competition first and then train camp afterwards is what you're saying. I, if I can work that out with a facility, I think that's the way to go because just everyone's a little more relaxed and that's what they're accustomed to. I'm learning that I'm actually doing it backwards compared to what they do over in Europe and, and elsewhere. Very uh, interesting. Last year, last year was the first time Russia has done um, a training camp outside of, I believe, Europe for cadet age group. Really? Junior. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was the – it's pretty – pretty special to get those guys to come over it's not normal definitely not and so do you have a long-term vision for this tournament like what is it eventually going to be better than the uww cadet worlds or um or what are you thinking what's your long-term vision for it i'd like to i'd like to keep it keep it going it's a it's a priority for me i want to grow it i want to get as many people involved in it i we we thought we had mongolia coming this year which was a priority team for me but then the coaches and, tried to get in their underwear before they got on the plane <laughs> that's right that's right yeah that was uh it's uh i felt bad for those guys by the way i thought yeah. that was a awful situation for them they mm-hmm. never had a world I've, um they never had an olympic medalist before and that was uh, that led to their frustration, I believe. <laughs> yeah, right, you could say, you could say that. Um, I tell you, one thing that we should talk about, and it goes hand in hand with my my camp and and event here is the the travel ban sure. and the visas. We're talking politics on this We're show. Having, 
Well, we never do I, that. I, I, I'm not even talking <laughs> politics. I'm just talking. We can talk reality. politics. We like politics. I'm I'm not trying to be political. I'm just telling okay. you that Tajikistan is supposed to come. Yeah, and they they had gone to the Schultz or. They planned to go to the Schultz Invitational there, and they had seven guys apply for visas. Two were accepted, and then the two arrived in the United States and got sent home. Damn, really? They didn't run. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so they reached out to me saying, you know, all their energy is now devoted to this, and hopefully it you know it works out for them. Then it's not a it's nothing to do with our federation or anything like that. Yeah, it's just you know governmental that this part of the, right. the issues that that are going on with visas. They actually rescinded it as they as they uh, landed. So I don't know you know I don't know what the the deal is on that, but it it just makes it hard to gauge. How many people are coming? Who's in? Who's out? And in um, that process. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Yeah, you, you got anything else about the tournament? If if not, I got. Uh, I think I got one last question for you. Yeah, go ahead. What's uh, what's your final score of Oklahoma State versus Penn State this Sunday? Oh my God! I haven't analyzed. <laughs> Come oh on, God, Frank. I haven't. I haven't. Well, okay, who's gonna win? Gotta, who's gonna win? I don't know. Isn't it, isn't there like fifteen? Um, almost every weight class is is ranked guys going at it, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I talking, so. Boy, I I can't. I do camps for both those guys. I can't. I can't sit here and give you. Uh, you uh, we can't have you on anymore, <laughs> Frank. Not, you're, you're too political. I can't. <laughs> That was that's like that's like suicide. I can't do that. You know, well, you know mean, what's amazing to me though when I what when I think about win. I, honestly, though, if I analyze it, I got to sit down and actually analyze it, and then I will tell you what I come up with. But I have not looked at it yet. I'm just uh, I just know it's uh, out of all the matchups actually that they're doing with the national duels. That's uh, um, it's good to see that they got. You know, one and two there. That's uh, that's going down. Yep. You know what's interesting is that it is the it is the appropriate one two match. It's going to be a great match no matter what. But it is interesting. There's a, there's not any one matchup that I'm like, oh, that's going to be great. I can't think of a matchup really? that's like an epic. I mean, what what matchup are you really looking forward to in that duel meet? Well, well, got, I guess you're I, the, I guess you're right, is, Tommy. The, the the one thing is though the guys at Penn State they really you know they they try for those bonus points they get they get, uh, they get oh yeah it. no doubt about that and and that can it makes a lot of fur fly so I don't I don't know and Oklahoma I, State gets stingy I guess I would say the biggest toss up when I, when I just thought about that Tommy um, number one biggest toss up for me would be Chandler Rogers versus uh, Vincenzo Joseph both those guys kind of have. Uh, um, uh, uh, you know, throw everything at you kind of style, if you will. And then number two would be Crutchmer yeah. Hall. I know, obviously, Hall beat Crutchmer at the scuffle, but Crutchmer kind of took it to Alex Meyer, and then Mark Hall lost to him. So I guess that would be the couple. And then, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, I guess Nickel would be the large favorite, but I think Nickel and Boyd could possibly be good. Right there, there you have it. I mean, those those are your marquee matchups. And I'm not saying that these teams aren't the two best. They are the two best, but there's just not anything that's like really sizzling for me in terms of individual matchups. Is Pichinini gonna? Uh, yeah, I, oh, no, he's gonna beat Soriano. I don't think so. Hey Frank, remember like ten years ago, you told me a story about Pichinini's dad fighting someone's dad. Uh, who was the other, was it Soriano or was it somebody else? No, it was Seflo. They were in a, um... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think... Seflo, he went to, uh, was the, what, Ryder or South, Rutgers South or Dakota. Did he go to South Dakota, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. Tell us he, that story. He, that was so one. great. That was so awesome. It was... <laughs> it was chaos. It was total chaos. And, and both guys are 
they were great guys. The, the bats um, were were great guys. But what had happened is they were in a a real tight match, and it, they went out of bounds, and one guy pushed the other guy, and and, and the guy came. Well, I think it was Sethlo came at Piccinini, but Piccinini's back was turned, something like that, and it, it got it got really excited fast, and and one of the dads <laughs> stepped, stepped in to protect his son because he was it was like he was kind of blindsided, something like that, and I I, I don't know, and it wasn't that it, what happened was he stepped in to protect his son, and then somebody else thought it was more like a man going after a kid and all hell broke loose. Like, <laughs> like the benches, the, 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 the stands started running in and <laughs> it was like a it was total chaos. People sliding, <laughs> running, jumping, tackling people. It was uh it was total craziness, but in the That's end, great. nobody got hurt and, we, we we tried to set that match up later on. Uh, My favorite part was you said you said the, the melee breaks out and everyone's fighting like you're saying right, and then the the two yeah. kids somehow get out of the melee and they're like standing on the side by the themselves center. and they're like look, looking at everyone else fighting. <laughs> hanging out in the little circle, waiting. One guy's on his knee. And the other one just standing there watching it all. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Total, total great. chaos, and uh, th- those two guys didn't have any problem with each other. But in the end, it was uh, it was fine. But it looked like it looked like something that you would see on the internet. Let's put it that way. There you go. All right, and Frank. Forget that. Thanks for your time. You got anything else for us before we're done? I forgot a couple countries. Okay. Olivia's coming. And we they may wrestle? have a surprise with uh, what's that? Boli- Bolivia wrestles. In Bolivia, South America. Is really <laughs> actually, they are. Okay. They are actually. All right. And um, you got. We may even have Cuba. So wow! There you go. That's huge. That. that would be huge. Yeah, they don't really do a lot, so it would be. It's something that would be pretty special. I don't know if it'll materialize, but it's in the works. That would be awesome. Well, all right, Frank. Thanks for giving us some time. Appreciate it. I know uh, we're trying to come back out this year. We we had uh, about ten or eleven guys there last year, and they all had they had an awesome time. They thought it was a great event. Um, so I think we're bringing our guys back this year. I appreciate it very much. All right. Have a good night, Frank. Thank you. All right, Frank. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Bye. See you, buddy. All right, Tommy. Uh, so you heard from Frank. That's a pretty cool event he's setting up. Um, you, will you always want to talk about Oklahoma State versus Penn State to close this out, or what do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, we could do that, but I've already mentioned I'm not that excited about any of the matchups. <laughs> just, why don't you just be a party pooper, Tommy? All right, who's going to win then? I'm going to go with Penn State just on the – and i I got to be you know full transparency. I haven't watched a whole lot of Oklahoma State this year. But what I've seen out of Penn State, the way that they're wrestling, I just don't see them losing. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to break it down right now uh, because I don't want to give a score. So I got Penn State 3-0, Oklahoma State 5-3, Oklahoma State 8-3. Man, I don't think think, uh, Rutherford's going to bonus. So 8-6. I think Nolf majors. So that's 10-8. I think, ooh, Vincenzo versus... That's a tough one. I'm, I'm taking gonna, this. You're going Vincenzo? I'm going with Chandler Rogers. He's going he's gonna to squeak one out at home. Um, okay. That's 11-10. I'm going Mark Hall decision. I'm going Nickel Major. That's 17-11. And then I'm going to go, ooh, I'm going Penn State again. That's 20-11. And at heavyweight, man, Penn State again, 23-11. You're right. 64, though. 64, right? 6-4. No. I don't know. I have a 6-3 in mine. 7-3. Stop, sorry, 7-3. Correct. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Okay, I thought it was going to be closer. I guess it could be. They, they could pull some upsets there. It could be. It could be. Um, hey, so that how cool is that Frank's bringing in all those international guys? I love it. I love it. He's He's got a great um, business mind for wrestling, you know, yeah. and 
I like, you know, he's unapologetic about how he does things and he does them well. So I think I think it's going to be a great thing. Yep, like I said, we took. I was I was overseas fighting last year, so one of my other coaches took about eleven of our guys out there, and um, he does the really cool pool play thing where it's you know it's like pools of four and you wrestle uh, round robin and then one versus one, two versus two, that type of thing. And I, yeah. I really like that because they try matching you up with eight, you know, the eight guys who are your skill level. You get four really solid matches, um, right. and, and so it was a lot of fun. So we're going back this year. Should be fun. Um, Great. And then I'm I'm excited for I'm really excited for state right now. I know no one on our podcast cares about Wisconsin State wrestling, but I'm freaking excited. <laughs> yes, boom. I'm a, I've decided that I'm going to take Tommy to uh, the OAC states, which is like the most organized state tournament in Ohio for youth. Okay. And I, you know, it was, it was a tough call because he's so young. But I mean, Ben, this guy. And I mean, it's exciting. My son's been YouTubing uh, Ohio State wrestling matches at least for a half hour a day every day for the past three weeks. So he's really enjoying himself. He wants to go. He's asking to go. So I think we'll go ahead and go and just make 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 it a fun fun event. Awesome. All right, so. Tommy. I think that's us. That's it for us tonight. I will uh, catch up with you next week. Sounds good, Ben. All right, see you, brother. See you. Bye. You are listening to the T Row and Funky Show, brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built.